Welcome to my podcast, Coach G, Transforming Athletes and Purpose-Driven People. The goal of my show is to inspire rugby players, athletes and everyday people so that you can chase your goals, overcome those obstacles, turn your vision into a reality. I'll be inviting unbelievable guests in the world of sports as well as the corporate space, sharing their tools and their knowledge on performance, mindset, mental resilience and entrepreneurship. I am your host, Coach G. Gertrude Stienkamp. I'm a former international rugby player and World Cup winner with South Africa in 2007. I've been retired since 2017 from the game of rugby and today I'm a professional rugby and scrum coach. I am passionate about helping rugby players improve their performance on the rugby field as well as front row rugby players to dominate the scrum. Another passion of mine is to help people develop mental resilience so that they can transform physically, mentally and emotionally. And every single week I'll be launching two new episodes. On Tuesday it will be a Q&A interview with an unbelievable athlete or a specialist in the corporate world. And on Fridays, it will be my solo episode where I'll be sharing my knowledge and experience in elite sports, but also life in general. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of my podcast, Coach G, Transforming Athletes and Purpose-Driven People. And today's episode is about the underdog mindset. This is episode number 10. Can you guys believe it? Wow, this has been an amazing journey so far and I'm really enjoying it. And thanks for all the amazing feedback. So guys, before I deep dive into today's topic, the underdog mindset, something which I'm very passionate about. First, I would like to take some time because at the time of this recording or of this episode, my country, South Africa, is in trouble. So I would like to say to all my brothers and sisters back at home, guys, you're in my prayers. I know things are tough right now. And to everybody that's protecting their family, their community, their homes, that are fighting for their lives, I'm thinking of you guys. I am praying for you. I'm far away here in France. Unfortunately, I'm not there. I have no idea what you guys are going through. But I know it's not easy. And for those of you listening to this podcast, Please reach out. Let's create awareness to what is happening in South Africa. Let's see how we can help all the South African brothers and sisters that are not living in South Africa right now. Let's do our best to support our country. Let's do our best to support our family. I have family back in South Africa that is still living there. And I'm constantly worried about them and what they are currently going through. So remember people. All right, South Africans, and I'm speaking to the South African audience, we as a nation, we are powerful. We are always stronger together. When we decide to unite, we can achieve great things. We have seen this in the world of sports. We have seen how the country has come together before. The 1995 World Cup when South Africa won it for the first time. 2007. 2010, when the Bulls played in Soweto for the first time, seeing how people come together from different cultures, different backgrounds, doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. We need to help each other. We need to support each other. 
2019 World Cup. We saw how our country came together and celebrated that World Cup. So, I'm not here to talk about politics. But I am asking the South African people to come together and unite to help each other. Let the strong serve the weak. Let's come together as one and get through these crazy times. And we have seen firsthand how the Springbok players have gone out of their way to represent their country when on their field. We saw last night the South African A-team giving their best. Like some of the players were saying, it's more than just the game. We are representing a nation. We are representing our communities. At the moment, in this British and Irish Lions series, the South African rugby players know what is at stake. Our country needs some hope. Our country needs inspiration. With that said, lots of love and everybody back at home, you in my prayers. And for those of you who are not South African listening to this podcast today, please create awareness about what is happening in South Africa at the moment. We need all the help we can get. All right, so guys, so right now, all right. <laughs> yeah, you know, sorry for that, guys. You know, I needed to get that off my chest because uh, before this podcast, actually, I was uh, ready and amped to talk about mindset and I came across this uh, post on Instagram about this guy that created this short documentary and showing some of the scenes happening in South Africa. It's brutal. It's tough to watch. And uh, I just wanted to take that time and just tell my brothers and sisters back in South Africa, I am thinking of you guys. I wish I was there to help you. All right, unfortunately, I cannot be there. All right, we're going to start now with the underdog mindset. So the underdog, we always hear these terms. I love being the underdog. I've been the underdog so many times in my career. So the big thing is we need to ask ourselves this. What is an underdog? So underdog normally is an individual or a team that people believe will fail. They have no chance of winning. They will lose. And I love being the underdog because people never expect you to win. People never, ever expect you to do well. And being the underdog can be dangerous. I remember back in the day, even in the Bulls team, when we were winning trophies and other teams were the underdog, we knew they were dangerous. We knew that they could bring anything. So don't ever underestimate an underdog because an underdog is hungry an underdog is driven i remember before we won the super rugby with the bulls in 2007 we were hungry people have written us off when we said we wanted to win the super rugby people laughed at us people made fun of us but we believed in our teammates we believed in our coaches and we were willing to graft. We were willing to do what was necessary. And speaking to Victor Matfield recently brought back so many great memories and emotions. And I realized that, you know what? People never, ever expected the Bulls to win the Super Rugby. They always said, we're too big, we're too slow. The style of rugby that we were playing was boring. 
but you know what <laughs> we did it we did it but it took hard work hard work and we believed in ourselves we had a vision we had a dream you know winning that super rugby in 2007 was great and what a lot of people tend to forget is that 2008 was catastrophical we lost practically every game in 2008 and it wasn't easy we were being criticized we were being judged people wrote us wrote us off but you know what as a team we stayed together big together i remember some of those games playing in australia new zealand where we lost we were down but you know what the team stayed together and that was special about the bulls we always believed in each other we knew that if we stuck together we would eventually come back out on top again and that's what we did after games instead of going out overseas we would stay together in our team room and hotel and talk about the game stay together as a unit listen to music enjoy each other's company people don't always understand what the bulls was all about we look back and say the golden era but that era was built on the strong foundation so after the 2008 season people wrote us off people didn't think we could do it people didn't think we had what it took but you know what we believed in each other we kept on working 2009 we were the underdogs we were no longer the super rugby champions because 2008 was horrible the great thing about being an underdog nobody expects you to win they're taking the tension away from you they are focusing on the new champions or the stronger teams and in 2009 we started again with humble beginnings but we had a dream once again we had a vision once again we wanted to take back what was ours we wanted to take back our rightful place and that was to become super rugby champions and with hard work and belief and hunger to be successful again we won the super rugby in 2009 we won the curry cup in 2009 having great leaders back like victor matfield it was unbelievable what we achieved sometimes being the underdog's a great thing we always use this phrase you got to train like number two in order to be number one often people want to train to be number one but you need to train like number two so that you can be number one that is so important i know it sounds crazy but it works because if you are grafting to become number one you need to continue training like number two you know the crazy thing is that after winning the super rugby in 2009 the following season in 2010 people still wrote us off people still said now nah, the bulls are gonna have another season like 2008 but you know what the crazy thing is that year we won the super rugby again because our systems were in place we trusted the process we believed in our coaches we believed in each other and that's the great thing of being the underdog and maybe now you might not think the bulls back then were the underdogs because we achieved great things but in that moment at that time we were criticized people didn't believe we'll be able to win another super rugby championship but we did we believed we had what it took 
We believed in ourselves. We believed in each other. A lot of people don't like being referred to the underdog because they think that means you're small. That means you're not relevant. And that's not the case. Being the underdog is great because people don't expect you to win and that's where you surprise them. You know, in my career, I was the underdog as well. <laughs> I know you're thinking, what are you talking about, G? You were never underdog. <laughs> you're a big dog now. Guys, I'll be honest with you. And the whole goal of this podcast is also about sharing experiences and uh, helping you and inspiring you. You know, when I was a young rugby player playing under 19, under 21s, a lot of people said I wouldn't make it. I didn't have the mindset to do it. A lot of people doubted me. Sometimes they said I wasn't strong enough in the gym. I wasn't bench pressing 160, that I would never make it. But you know what? I kept on going. I kept on working, believed in myself. And you know, guys, in the beginning of my career, a lot of people criticized me. They told me things like, you are only in the Springbok team because of the color of your skin. People said I wasn't there on merit. And you know, that hurt me quite a lot. I remember in 2005, we played Australia on Alice Park. And there were a lot of things going in on the media because a lot of players of color were selected. And people were just saying it was a political scheme. It was just window dressing. And you know what? That hurt us. And I remember back then, John Smith brought all the boys in. And he said to us, guys, you deserve to be here. We are a team. We are the Springboks. We represent our nation. And for me, it's not about going to politics right now. But people never gave me a chance. But you know what? I surprised them. And I came back every single time. When people wrote me off and they said that I would never make it or I'm not good enough, I bounced back stronger and better than ever. We all know my story when I was weighing 140 kgs. I repeat that quite a lot. People said I would never lose all that weight. They wrote me off. But you know what? I came back. I came back in 2007. Was part of the Bulls team that won the Super Rugby. Was part of the Springbok team that won the World Cup. And I liked being the underdog. I liked people telling me, Gee, you are done. You are over. In 2009, when people said it's time for you to retire after being dominated in the scrum against the Leicester Tigers playing for the Springbok midweek team. I loved it. I loved being an underdog because you know what? That fueled me. Not to prove to anyone else what I could do. To prove to myself that I had what it took. That I could be one of the great front row rugby players in South African rugby. 2010 was one of my best seasons. And that was due to hard work. That was due to having a vision. That was due to having a team. You can't do it alone. You need people to support you. You need people to back you. And I was fortunate enough having fans, family, friends, teammates back me all the way. You know, guys, the underdog mindset... For me, if I can sum it up, it's about people might not expect you to succeed. But if you believe you have the ability to achieve something great, 
that's dangerous. <laughs> Not for you, for other people. That's dangerous. So if you believe in yourself, if you have that underdog mindset of hunger, drive, willing to do what is necessary, you'll be surprised at what you can achieve. You'll be surprised. You know, guys, um, another example of being an underdog, you know, over this last few weeks, I've been listening to people on social media, been reading the newspapers, and people have written off the spring box. You know, I had to endure a lot of punishment this last few weeks, especially on Clubhouse, in our rugby rooms, which we are hosting, and uh, people are saying the Springboks are going to be dominated. The Springboks are not ready. They haven't played together in 18 months. Their last game was the World Cup final. And I've kept, and I keep telling people, be careful. We as South Africans are resilient. Give us the underdog tag. That's fine. We love having that underdog tag. We had it in the World Cup. People didn't believe we would win that final. And look at what we did. So there's a lot of banter going on. And it's okay. I'm loving the whole vibe around the British and Irish lines. Yes, it's not what we are used to. Having fans in the stadium. Having visitors coming to South Africa. Having the fans of the British and Irish lines. But you know what? At least we get to watch the game. That's the most important. And last night, we watched the South African A-team, even though there's a lot of controversy. People say, it's not the A-team. And I just love the, the guys on social media, on Instagram, called the rugby guy. And he just says, South Africans always just adding A. It's like, it's a good game, eh? It's South Africa, eh? <laughs> it was just hilarious. Loved it. But anyway, maybe I need to get him on this podcast. What do you guys think? All right? The rugby guy on Instagram. So last night's game... Some of those players haven't played together in ages. Some of them have not been playing too much competitive rugby. But you know what? Everybody thought that the British and Irish Lions would just dominate the South African A-team. And yes, there were big names in like Cheslin Colby and Eben Etzebeth. But these boys, they showed guts. They showed hunger. They showed the underdog mindset. And that's okay. Everybody's saying that the British and Irish Lions will be whitewashing the box. Be careful. Be careful. All right. Spring box. At this moment, with everything happening in our country, they are playing for something bigger than themselves. They are playing for hope. They are playing so that they can inspire our nation. So they can unite our country. The power of our nation is unbelievable. When they come together, believing in the same things, standing for the same values, it's an unbelievable place to be. And I know the Springbok players, they have that responsibility. And they got a lot of weight on their shoulders. But that's okay. Because they know that Springbok jersey is so much bigger than them at the moment. Last night, South African A1. Right, it was a tough game. It was a great game to watch. Unbelievable game. And I'm super excited to see what will be happening in the upcoming test matches. And I hope that it can happen considering our current environment. But that said, guys, underdog mindset. 
with last night's game, South Africa A versus the British and Irish Lions, people just assumed that the Lions would dominate. And it was a different story, completely different. And that's the great thing of being an underdog. So guys, I hope you understand that you don't always have to be the favorite to achieve something great. You don't always have to be identified as the elite. And the message I'm trying to get across is for people, whether it's in sports, whether it's in business, whether it's in life. Being the underdog, that's a good place to be. All right, because people won't see you coming and just boom, one day you will surprise them. You will surprise them with what you are capable of achieving. I'm humbled by everything that I've achieved in rugby. And you know what? Here in France, transitioning hasn't been easy. Putting a business into place. Coaching front row rugby players all over the world. Coaches all over the world. Helping them to dominate the scrum. Putting that into place wasn't easy. Some people told me you can't start a business just on that. And I pushed forward. I pushed forward. When COVID hit for the first time, a lot of people said, wow, what are you going to do now? I went online. People told me I couldn't do it. And you know, sometimes... And let's be honest, I'm a different coach and I'm happy to be different. That's who I am. I'm Coach G. All right. I'm the one doing all these crazy videos, dripping with sweat. But my goal is to inspire people, is to help people, to get them to understand that they have something special inside of them. And, you know, I've been an underdog over the last few years, you know, watching a lot of other coaches excel, getting great opportunities in the world of rugby. And mine has finally arrived. <laughs> mine has finally arrived after years of work, years of commitment. And I'll be sharing with you more details in the near future. Because at this moment right now, I'm not allowed to announce anything. But yeah, guys, you know, awesome. Um, really enjoyed tonight's chat. All right. The underdog mindset. You know, it's something I've been labeled as before. And that's okay. I loved it. I loved proving things to myself. And just remember, don't ever think being the underdog, you are weak. Being the underdog means you're in a good place to get what is yours. You're in a good place to chase your goals, smash those obstacles, turn your dreams into reality. So guys, that's me for today. To all the underdogs out there. I hope you guys are ready to attack. I hope you guys are ready to chase your goals. I hope you guys are ready to do what is necessary. And once again, just thinking of all my South African brothers and sisters back at home. Much love, much strength. You guys are in my prayers. Guys, thanks for taking the time listening to my podcast, Coach G. Episode number 10, done and dusted. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate it, leave a review, take a screenshot, share it on your social media platforms. I would really appreciate that. And if you are a rugby player and you are looking for some tools 
to increase your range of motion or your mobility, send me a DM on Instagram, Zoo Rugby. I'm happy to send you guys some free drills. And just want to take the time to thank everybody for your support on social media, Instagram, Clubhouse, and on my podcast. I am so blessed and I'm so grateful to have every single one of you in my lives showing your support. And I really, really hope that you find these type of chats, these type of podcasts valuable. And I hope today I am managed to inspire at least one of you. So guys, that's me. I'm Coach G. Have an unbelievable day or evening wherever you are. And I'm done speaking. Get a touch. Boom.